The Victorian Economic Depression. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, Florian Heiser here and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I've got my faithful Stein of coffee powering me through the day and I thought we'd have a look at this article sent to me by a viewer because it discusses the Victorian economy and how they are going to face a slump or decline greater than the Great Depression. Looks like we're going to have an even greater depression. Now, Victoria, just what I learned in a article a few days ago with regards to them, the government there clamping down on real estate, their state revenue is heavily dependent on the property sector. We've seen it in the past too, when they're, they're due to stamp duty, transfer taxes on property, were down because of reduced activity in the property market, they ended up increasing royalties on gold, among other things. So, Victoria's an interesting, interesting little case there. And if their economy is you know, facing a big slump, it's something we all need to keep our eyes on. So let's have a look at this, guys. And maybe those of you living in Melbourne or Victoria can let us know what it's like down there economy-wise. So Melbourne's long population and construction booms have come to an abrupt end, with the state economy facing its biggest slump since the Great Depression almost a century ago. In a research report prepared exclusively for the age, analyst SGS Economics and Planning have forecast that the illness pandemic will strike the Victorian economy by up to 10% in 2020, the biggest contraction since the Depression, and before that, the first year of World War One. So, I mean, this, this is a big deal. This is a huge hit to an economy, guys. And Victoria seems to be turning into some type of quasi-police state with, <laughs> with everything that we're hearing in the news. It's definitely going to be interesting times down there. This recession will be unprecedented, apart from these couple of historic events, said SGS economist Terry Rawnsley. It's going to be ugly, that's for sure. Well, yes, I mean, we are certainly living through historic events, everyone. We are certainly living through historic events. What's happening now is not normal by any measure, by any measure at all. It, it's, it's a big deal. And this is why when we keep, when keep, people keep saying, oh, buy property now, it's going to go up. Buy property, it'll, it'll go up. It's going to be, you know, the same as always. They certainly have a bias for things returning to normal. And that just, it just doesn't, doesn't gel, doesn't make sense with me. There are going to be some lasting impacts due to this. Just look at the US dollar, look what's happening there. So leading economists and migration experts told the age that Victoria was especially vulnerable to economic damage from the pandemic because it is geared to construction and international education, which have boomed from higher immigration and population growth. Well, see, that's a big issue. We're looking at the other day, just the flood of student apartments that are coming back onto the market. Airbnbs are flooding the market again for long-term rentals because the short-term tourist accommodation or tourist market has disappeared. Tourism is a huge part of our economy, guys. For those of you that don't know, it's $60 billion. It's a big chunk, employing 666,000 people. So it's, yeah. It's a big part, and that's not even counting the, the international student education. Our unis are dependent on foreign students. 
and having gone to university myself, sitting next to some of my, my international mates, and they were flicking through the book going, this lecturer is exactly the same. He's saying the same thing, same lecturer, from one subject to the next. And I'm paying thousands of dollars for this crap. They were getting, they were getting pissed off, and I don't blame them. I do not blame them. It's a very terrible lecturer. Nonetheless, back to this. Population increases underpin the state's economic growth. A thriving housing market, a rapidly expanding Melbourne, and healthy budget surpluses. In turn, the Andrews government has been able to roll out major infrastructure projects. Now, there's a lot of questions about those infrastructure projects, and that's probably a topic for another video on just the waste inefficiencies there. And the thing is, you need to look at GDP with regards to, even at a state level, with regards to per capita. So if they're bringing all these people in, all these people in, but on a per capita basis, we're going down, that still isn't, that's still not real growth. Our quality of life isn't improving. The HDI, Human Development Index, will slowly creep down. Since the GFC, that's been happening in Australia. That's been happening in Australia. Now, I'm all for population increase. You know, I think Australia really positioning itself in the future needs to grow. It needs to be a bigger nation. But I think it needs to be done slightly more sustainable, probably a little bit more natural too. We need to kind of invest in our water infrastructure to keep up and our power infrastructure. Victoria's thrown a lot of money, a lot of money at wind farms, at wind farms. And when you look at the energy production of those, it's... It's, uh, hang on, I'll bring it up now. Let's have a look. We'll have a look here. I'll bring up the wind, guys, and we can see what Victoria's doing at right now. So it looks like, oh, hang on. Let me bring this up, guys. We can see here. So this is the, from Windfinder, we're getting some slow winds at the coast. It's going okay. It's going okay. And then what we'll do is we'll jump to, we'll jump to, let's have a look at the energy market this is live data from the energy market and just the production rates now green is actually bad on this chart because they're not producing so much so you can see some of these wind farms are zero percent 13 percent that's 28 percent that's at capacity at capacity 40 31 percent 39 percent so yeah then they don't really kicking in gauze look at look at uh, south australia so here's the question you know investing in infrastructure it sounds all good but if you're throwing it at all at things that are barely producing capacity whereas our potable water as a ratio of population has just plummeted over the last 20 years you know i wonder, I wonder why they're having trouble investing in new dams i wonder let me know if you have a theory in the comments everyone the city's population has grown by about 50% since the turn of the century and was set to overtake Sydney sometime in the 2020s. There you go. There you go. And we wonder why there's social issues appearing in Victoria, everyone. Greater Melbourne's estimated population is 5 million, according to the latest ABS statistics, while Sydney's estimated population is 5.3. Victoria will inevitably be the hardest hit by this crisis, said Abdul Rizvi, who was Immigration Department Deputy Secretary in the Howard government and continues to research immigration and population issues. Net, negative net immigration all of a sudden pulls the rug out from under Victoria, he said. Well, there you go, guys. If, if, if you're having a population growth and that is what's spurring on your, <laughs> your economy, don't you need to have some, well, 
manufacturing, some local industry that those that can keep those people gainfully employed. So we're not just doing services and moving the deck chairs around. In 2019, the state budget forecast growth in real gross state a product of 2.75% for the financial years of 2020-2021, driven by population growth of 2% each year. And there you go. Those budget forecasts have been shattered. And SGS estimates the economy will shrink by between 6 and 10% in 2020, with net immigration plummeting to zero. Any growth in Victoria's population will come from the natural increase of births over deaths. Population growth would collapse from around 140,000 people in 2020 to somewhere between 40 to 60,000 in 2021, according to SGS modeling. Well, there you go. Although, although perhaps we're going to see a baby boom from this lockdown. Perhaps we'll see it. We'll have to see. I think we might. I think we might. I mean, there you go. Look at the start of World War I, change in GDP. This is the annual. Look at the Great Depression. We're looking at a greater fall than the Great Depression. World War II, the end there, the early 80s. The wool bust. I don't remember that. Well, it's in the 50s, of course. Ah, oh, this isn't chronological. The gold standard export shock in the early 90s. I mean, there you go, guys. So we're looking at worse than the Great Depression and maybe hitting World War One. So we're going to be in here. Mr. Rawnsley said people had flocked to Melbourne from overseas and interstate because of higher education and jobs. With both of those looking shaky, it's much less likely people will come to Victoria. Population growth was likely to be subdued for some years, reducing housing demand and slashing the number of construction jobs between 30,000 to 70,000. So construction is going to take a big hit there. Property is going to take a big hit there. Will that affect property prices? We'll have to keep an eye on these student properties, guys. Keep an eye on the student accommodation. He said a key issue was how deep and prolonged the recession would be. He urged government to ensure the recovery was V-shaped as possible. A deep and long recession could compound the problems by resulting in much lower population growth. Okay, but here's the thing. What can the government do? What can the government do? If all their eggs are in immigration and overseas education, what can they do? Can they incentivize to bring more people over? Can they try and create mechanisms to induce population growth? What can they do? I think in some ways, we're kind of kidding ourselves to think the government has that much capability. If there isn't that much demand, I still think the US dollar dropping down is going to have an impact on our education sector. I think a lot of foreign students are going to go to better universities in America than Australia. I'm just basing that on anecdotal evidence, but we'll see. I need to do some research into it. Mr. Ormsley said it was unclear how the education sector, Victoria's largest service export, would fare. Wow. Just think about that. Much would depend on the extent of the pandemic's impact in Australia compared with rival destinations for international students like Europe and the US. The weak Australian dollar could also help. Too bad the, uh, the weaker US dollar is going to remove that competitive advantage. Longer-term options for Victoria's post-crisis recovery include encouraging even higher levels of immigration, like the nation national building years post-World War II, to help stimulate growth, pay off massive debt, and cover the cost of infrastructure. 
Another option for Melbourne and Victoria was to accept a lower growth economy, something akin to that in Adelaide and South Australia. Do you reckon the Victorians can handle that? Turn into Adelaide. I mean, isn't Adelaide the joke that it's always 20 years behind? I know in the architecture industry, there's so many graduates come out, they have to leave Adelaide because it's just not enough work. And anecdotally, when I visited Adelaide a couple of years ago, I saw so many homeless people everywhere around the city. Different to Brisbane. And you'd think, Brisbane, it's warmer. But then again. Grat Institute Chief Executive Officer John Daly said Victoria's growth in recent years had depended on increases in population and student numbers in particular. International students need somewhere to live after all. He said there was no doubt population growth would fall away dramatically, hitting the Victorian economy especially hard. Population growth will be much lower. Whether it's negative or positive doesn't matter. But Mr. Daly said that in the medium term, the construction industry could be boosted by the pent-up demand for housing among many young people kept out of the market because of lack of affordability. There's an overhang of demand. Young people have stayed at home and in larger households longer than they otherwise would have because of the affordability issues. So it's probably going to take a big hit then. But that'll, affect, that'll have an impact on the wealth effect. All the people who think they're wealthy when it's all tied into property then. It's going to be interesting times in Victoria. It really is. There is an overhang of demand. Young people have stated, oh, I've already read that. Mr. Daly also said the illness may lead to the Victorian government rethinking both its economic and budget strategy, including the government's reliance on taxes like stamp duty. <laughs> oh, wow. Government. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if they learn that lesson. We'll see if the Andrews government stays in. Do you reckon they'll get the kick? Mr. Rizvi said he expected the decline in migration to be so dramatic it could more than cancel out any natural population increase through births. He said Australia faces the possibility of negative population growth for two years. And he's talking about the whole nation there. He's talking about the whole nation there. He called on the government and national cab cabinet to rethink the approach to the 1.2 million workers and students in Australia on temporary visas who are not currently eligible for government support, including the emergency job seeker and job keeper programs. Earlier this month, Mr. Morrison urged those on temporary visas unable to support themselves, including students, to go home. International education is Victoria's biggest service industry. Well, then they'll come back afterwards. If the government persists with this go-home line, they will be trashing our reputation and putting families and countries and people and families and countries will resent how we treated their students, he said. Well, they do pay enough, to be honest, to come over here. They pay up a significant amount. A Victorian government spokeswoman told The Age on Sunday that the state, like the rest of the country, was dealing with an unprecedented situation. Our immediate focus is on keeping Victorians safe and helping Victorian businesses survive the other side of this crisis. The Victorian Division of of Developer Lobby Group and the Urban Development Institute of Australia called for a supportive approach to international students and workers. A large proportion of demand for housing is from immigration and students, they said. They're an important part of the community and the economy. So there you have it, guys. Victoria is looking to take a big hit. The entire nation is looking to take a big hit. I did a video asking whether it's if Australia is in a depression, and this is when I looked at our GDP numbers since the GFC. We've, our growth has been about 10% less than what it should have been. We're actually going down 
Our growth is below trend per capita. So they're kind of propping it up. It's all, it's all tied into this property bubble, isn't it? It's where all the money creation, money supply goes into property. They're bringing people in from everywhere to help prop this up. We'll have to see where it all goes, guys. Once again, let me know your thoughts and opinions in the comments below. Please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. If you're a fan and you want to support us, there are a few ways you can. You can join the channel on YouTube or on Patreon for a monthly fee. You can support the channel via our affiliate links at Amazon or eBay, or our referral links at Independent Reserve and KuCoin. You can buy a merch from High as It Says or Teesprings. You can support us via PayPal or send us gold via Gold Pass. Take care, guys. Have a great day, and I will see you in the next video. Bye for now.